Hello, hi guys. Welcome to the Two Dogs Podcast. I'm Dr. Ellie here. And I'm Dr. Inky. What's up, what's up? What's up? Inky's beard is, his moustache is growing, growing, like growing. Yeah, I'm shaving, he's growing. Bad, actually. Uh, he's got a bit of a that breaking bad look. It's, I think, right. It's growing nicely, except uh, for a couple of spots. Uh-huh. So I'm just hoping those couple of spots grow out nicely. Then, oh, I got this nice, beautiful beard ready. No, well, it's all about grooming the beard, man. It's all about, yeah, grooming, it's all about the grooming the beard. Actually, do you know why I'm actually growing it? Tell me. Tell me why. Right. So I have, I, I have an issue with my chin, right? Huh. It's actually a regressed chin. It means that I don't really have much of a chin, right? If, okay. I, if, if you have not really seen from the side, right? I don't really have much of a chin. It's, that it's like, it's like you no know, flat on my bone kind of thing. Go, go, so, went inside. Yeah. La. So it's, it's, it's caused my face to be, because of the chin, right? It's yeah. caused my face to be like extremely round. Okay. So I've had offers from a lot of our peers, aesthetic doctors, hey, let me do uh, fillers for your chin, fillers <laughs> for your chin. I was like, you know what? I do fillers for people, I don't want a needle being stuck into me. So the other only way to actually, mm. to actually have this nicer looking facial feature without putting mm. fillers in my chin is mm-hmm. to grow a beard. That's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, that's true. and I was actually thinking for the longest time, I, I actually thought about it, right, for about mm-hmm. two years, you know, should I grow my beard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at last, I decided, you know what, I will do it. I will grow my beard out. But to be fair, you do look good with the, with that facial hair. That's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah, you do look good. And, 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 and it's dense, so it's nice. It, yeah, it's like just it's very so, patchy, right? And so. Yeah, so one of the good thing is, partially, I have the genetics to grow facial hair. All right, mm. partially la. Uh, the reason why I say partially is because it grows nicely here and here, but not really on, on the rest of the places. So partially I have good genes to grow fish hair. So I'm trying to um capitalize on, on, on those genes. All right, all right. And let's see whether it grows out into the full one or at least nice perioral around the around the mouth areas there. All right. So since we're talking about grooming, right? And we're talking about this grooming of your, your beard, our topic today is not about grooming of beard, but we're going to talk about grooming. And it's a, a heavy topic this week. So this week we're going to talk about um child grooming. Child grooming. Um yeah, it's and a damn heavy topic, man. It's a very heavy topic. Um, and I think it's something that perhaps for us. Uh, it's it's like a social responsibility to to speak about it so that parents would know, or if you're a teenager, you would know, or if you're in if you are in contact with any child, you would want to pay a bit more vigilance, uh, especially yeah. now with the time where online schooling and online activities takes up almost about as much as the child's time already. They're not they're they're hardly going out. Perhaps soon they're going out, but still they 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 spend a lot of time on online. Inky. Um, want to start with the definition of, of, of child grooming? All right. So uh, the definition of child grooming is... <laughs> I need to go and find that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so basically, okay. So let's not go... To, okay, uh, you, you probably can give us the, the, the right definition. So in layman's term, what I understand is... Yeah, use a simple... Child one. grooming, it's like... It's basically grooming your uh, my facial hair, you know? Correct. You are nurturing. Mm-hmm. You are nurturing the child to perform certain indecent or sexual acts, mm, right? Correct. So that is, for me, that is a definition of child grooming. It means mm. you are prepping the child mm. for certain indecent acts. Mm. I, I, I reckon grooming itself is very harmless. It just means yeah. you're giving enough care. 
Yes. Okay. Right. If Inky wants one of those long French beard, French mustache, he needs to grow it. Then he needs to put wax and then slowly groom it into shape. Yeah. Same thing for a child. Grooming can be in the age old times would be grooming them to be a better person, to be a gentleman, to be a lady. You you dress them up. You know, kids are, are meant to be messy, but if you dress them up in, in suits and tie, and then you teach them how to, how to drink tea, uh, how to speak properly, they are groomed towards what you expect out of them. However, I think in today's context, child grooming has already taken a very negative connotation whereby they've used this same term to talk about um, adults or anyone who wants to start conditioning a child, and in what Inky says, to start performing um, acts of indecency or sexual acts or even to be in a relationship to make them feel it's okay. It's okay. So, of course, it's not okay, but but they are trying to make it sound like it's okay. Everyone's doing it and therefore you should start doing it. So, that's what um, sec, uh, child grooming in today's context um, is all about. Uh, so, I think, again, it's something that I feel we should, uh, we want to expose everyone towards it um, not to create fear, but just vigilance, just know certain things. Now, I'll tell you the story why this came up. Um, okay. how, how, how it came out, right, was on, on, again, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So one of my friends posted something on, on, on LinkedIn and, and it was acronyms, acronyms on the internet. And our time, acronyms were very harmless. You know, when, when we had MRC started and then we had uh, ICQ, it was, you know, hi, ASL, A slash S slash L. Age, mm. sex, or gender, location. How old are you? Are you male or female? Where are you from? In general, they don't even ask your address. All right? And then we say something funny, LOL, laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, then they do one step ahead, ROFL, roll on floor laughing. Mm. You know? Yep. Some of them, I don't even get, uh, get it anymore. And then there's always G2G, got to go, BRB, be right back. Mm. So yep. when she posted one of these, right? And I'm going to share it now. It, I got shocked because I have no idea what it was. I, I, I really have no idea what it was. Okay, so we're going to see this. Internet acronyms. Yeah, acronyms. G-N-O-C. I have no idea. Good knock. Mm. Get naked on camera. And next one, P-I-R. Parent in room. Huh. 99, parent gone. Meet in real life. Oh. I thought this was T-U-D-M, like Tentro Darud. <laughs> Diraja Malaysia. But it meant top 30 to me. KPC for me is Kepochi. Not keeping parents clueless. I only know HTTP, but WTTP, one to three pictures. Yeah. yeah. NSFW, okay, la, this one at least I know a bit. La, but, but that's it. I mean, these are just a few and it kind of scared the shit out of me because I'm like, which generation are we from? Or what, what has happened today? And it's scary. I mean, if someone types something to, to, to a girl or even to a boy in these days and say, do you want to eat? You have no idea what eat means. To me, eat was what? Mm. Have you eaten? Sudah makan belum? Eat or not? Or, or G8 was great. Eat now meant oral sex. 99 parents got. 143, I know. 182, I have no idea. 1174, new club, I have no idea. Thank God they still have the ESL. So, yeah. so basically, right, a lot of these uh, acronyms came out uh, mm. because people want to mask their conversation. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, to be honest, majority of all these acronyms come out and are created by teens. 
right? Mm-hmm. By teens, so that they can they can prevent what their parents are. If their parents are snooping around, they can prevent mm-hmm. what their parents uh they can prevent their parents from actually reading their text. Yeah. And I think I think uh even we have done that long a long time ago during the ages of ICQ and IRC. We used to type short forms, and it has become such a norm to actually type mm-hmm. all these short forms. And mm-hmm. even currently on WhatsApp, you know, it's such a norm to actually type all these short forms that we that that we we that uh it has caused this particular um generation gap whereby people who are not born into the internet era do mm-hmm. not understand it. You know, so basically, right. parents won't won't understand it, and all these acronyms evolve around time. You know, and mm. as as you mentioned, back back then there were no such thing about all these acronyms. You know, we were using mm. the, the 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 AFK away from keyboard ASL and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it evolves over time. So, uh-huh. so it can be harmless, all right. Mm-hmm. Using all these acronyms can be harmless, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it can be harmful as well. Correct, correct. Because because again, like you said, it's <clears throat> we're trying to they're trying to mask it, and and between you talking about let's say your your crush to your friend online, and then your parents walk in and say, yeah, you're not at the age to start dating. I think that one was is still something that most people are trying to hide, but once people got hold of it, and then I think um those in the late teens or in early adulthood realize, hey, I can use this to for for other means and purposes. Other mm. means and purposes, and and they can start using it to hide against people's parents, because since it's that generation whereby the parents are not supposed to know. So if I know how to use this lingo, yeah. I can hide it. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's scary, man. That's really that's scary. Right. That's right. That's right. All right. So um, let's so let's 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 go back and talk about child about child grooming. Child grooming. Um, yeah. Now, child grooming is not a new phenomenon. All right. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's been happening for. I would say it, it has probably happened since the beginning of human civilization, right? right. Whereby there are child abuse and there is uh, sexual child abuse. Mm-hmm. However, of course, with and as as you mentioned, you know, with the with the invention of internet and more and more of our kids are going online at a much younger age, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? At a much younger age, I got the first time I actually used internet when I was like 16, 16 years old. Yeah, 16, 16 about that. Same. All right. But now kids, you know, even my kids, you know, at the age of four and five, they're already mm-hmm. on the internet. They're already using yep. YouTube and downloading apps and stuff like that. Yep. So a lot of times they don't know who's talking to them. Mm-hmm. All right. And we always assume the person on the other side of the line talking to us mm-hmm. is being genuine. Mm-hmm. So if they tell us they're a five-year-old girl, we are, mm-hmm. we we believe they're a five-year-old girl. So yep. my five-year-old boy would then continue chatting with them. Yep. Right, so I think that is one of the I would say that is one of the of of the issues with the internet, whereby you cannot, I you you cannot really um under, you you don't know who the real identity is of the person on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Using this, using this, there are people that will use it to their advantage. Yeah, there are people that would you know ninety nine percent of people won't do it, but there is that one small percentage of people that will use it to their advantage and abuse it. Correct, and but um, I would say again. Uh, let's let's go back to to what you said just now. Whereby uh, this thing is not new. Fully agree. This thing has been around as old as time. Fully agree. And it's not to say that the worst of people uh, would be doing it. You know, a, a, a pure predator. I mean, it's out in the news, so there's nothing new. You get people who are in families who do it. You get people who are in small cults who are doing it. They get those uh, whereby they do a lot of, um, what's that, incestuous cra- uh, 
families who are doing it or, 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 or uh, small cults. Then you've also got even like religious bodies whereby you send a child for religious study or to, to, to do an understudy. And again, you also get groomed into it and, and to perform certain things. So mm-hmm. these are the things whereby it was much more physical back then. Now with the advent of phone, uh, internet, if a four-year-old, five-year-old, like your son, my, son my, my, my daughter is on it, this predator has effectively come into your home. Yep. They've invaded your lives. And, and you have to be very vigilant um, because if not, you're literally just, just giving them a free pass into your home uh, with, with a lot of access. And we're not even counting um, the other possibilities of, of robberies whereby they start asking to see videos of your house and, and show me your, your, your door, show me your, your corners and everything. So we're just only talking about uh, grooming. Now, it, it's scary to note that um, when it comes to, to grooming, it's all about we need to know what our child's rights are all about. And um, sometimes we forget because of, of so much of, of uh, insecurities that's outside in the world, we tend to overshelter them and then we forget that they have certain rights. So for example, once upon a time, you and I will be running around everywhere. Cycle, we, yeah. we, we, we can mingle. Uh, we're just only taught not to talk to strangers. Uh, half a stranger like a neighbor or so we start talking um, unless you're not friendly like me la. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but generally now they, they need to know um, what are some of their rights but once you give them but we also have to exercise some, certain amount of restraint so that yes. as much as you know but you must also know when to give and when not to give especially yes. when you should be paying attention um, yes I, I feel when it comes to kids and they start asking for their rights of privacy, I think that's fine. You can have a certain amount of privacy, but you can't be totally locked away. Um, I give, sure. for example, uh, one of my friend's uh, daughters, she, at the age of, I think, um, 11, 12, start to use the, the iPad to do work. But once you're on the iPad and then your friends are on it, then you start going on chat apps. Mm-hmm. And when you're on chat apps, then you start to talk a lot. Um, you tend to go into late nights. Because it's safer than talking on the phone because your parents mm-hmm. can't hear you. You start typing. Um, it has come to a point whereby even if the, the, the parents reprimand and, and said, took that iPad away, there are many ways to go about. You know, you, you've got things like Telegram. It's multi-platform. You can be on a laptop. Parents are not going to take the laptop away. So if you're going to do that, I, I, I reckon, again... This is going to be very touchy because soon my, my, my daughter and my son will have to go through it and I'm also freaking out on how I want to manage it. How are we going to go about, Inky? Uh, do we, we tell them, I give you some rights, but we need to have an open communication. I don't want to read your, your content, but I just want to pick up any funky words. Do you think that works? <laughs> so um, I think very importantly is is to let children understand that mm. not everyone is your friend. Mm. Not everyone that you meet is your friend, even though they are friendly to you. Mm. And they will be people that will have ill intentions, mm. that want to hurt you, that want to mm. take advantage of you. I think letting them know ahead of time will be better. Because mm. if you don't let them know ahead of time, then what they do is they fully trust the other party. And when they fully trust mm-hmm. the other party, no matter what you what you mention to counter it, it doesn't really work. So mm. 
whenever so whenever they, they meet someone online, all right, the one thing they should always think about is if is this person really who they say they are? All right, mm. is this person really being genuine? So mm-hmm. let them know that there are cases of online grooming that all this sexual abuse. Again, we always think that you know in Asian culture, I, I, I wouldn't say this is even an Asian culture. I would say this is a parenting culture. In a parenting culture, we always believe that if you don't speak about it, it will never happen. But mm. do speak about it. Do let your kids know that they are adults out there, all right, mm. who, who preys on children, mm. who sexualize them, who wants, mm. who wants to take naked photos of them and mm. who eventually will sexually abuse them. Let them know ahead of time that they're adults like that so that they can be, they, they can be wary. They, they, yep. they can be, be careful. All right. Yep. Secondly is letting them know that if someone is asking for very personal details, someone you've mm. never met before, asking for mm. personal details. like Or even if someone before, you know. Or even if someone you know. Yeah. No, asking for very personal details. All right. Very hesitant. Do not give. And if you feel like you want to give, no. Ask them to come and consult you first, whether it's mm. okay or not. Correct. So that you as a parent, you can then make a more independent judgment. Hey, is this mm. person really, you know, really who they say are, uh, they are? Or, or maybe, or maybe I, I actually do know this person and they really want to send my kid a birthday gift, you know? Mm. So it's up to you as a parent to, to then help them. But make sure the lines of communication are open. And I think mm. most of the time, the, the reason why a lot of children and uh, or a lot of predators successfully groom the kids is because the lines of communication between a child and the parent is closed off already. Mm. So the child then keeps everything secret. Yep. Yeah. So I think think that is the main issue. When a child keeps everything secret and as a parent, you don't know what your child is doing. They're always locked up in a room and this creates a good environment Mm -hmm. for predators to come in to take advantage of it. Yep. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. So when when parents do not have that open communication, I mean, I think the simplest thing to start an open communication is just asking a child's opinion. Give them some voice. Because if we as typical Asian parent or the tiger mom, tiger, tiger father, helicopter parents, and we decide everything, they have no voice. They have no opinion. And therefore, if someone else gives them that opinion, they would sway and, and go towards that. I mean, it's as simple as us when back in school, which teacher you like, which teacher you didn't like. The one that you don't like was the one who always taro you and, and the one that you like is the one that gives you opinion, gives you a voice wants to be a bit friendly to you. So put that into the same context. If as parents, right, and, and we don't give them any voice, we, we don't give them a choice like, all right, simple thing. What do you want for dinner? And if they say, mm. I want to eat this um, uh, chicken rice from this shop, and you know it's not great, then you can always ask, um, what is it about this chicken rice that you like? Is it the rice? Is it this? Is it that? And they said, okay, let's go. Today is yeah. your choice. Give you that voice. And then next time you can decide. And then you can say, hey, do you remember yours? And do you remember this? Which is not, which, which, if you could compare, which one would be your new, new choice that you like? I mean, you, there's a way you can sway them rather than as typical parents, you just say, ah, yours not nice. That one is the one we always go on. Everybody likes it. This one, nobody wants to eat. It's the same as my daughter. She loves chicken rice shop. I I use this example because she loves chicken rice shop. I don't know why. (laughs) And it's not my first choice. I actually know someone that does that. So, you know, they love chicken rice shop. Every time you go out, that person have to go to chicken rice shop and like, this is not the best chicken rice in this town. This is not the best chicken rice. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in fairness, since I asked, I need to respect her. So I said, okay, 
since I asked you, next time I shouldn't ask. I should just say we're going to that chicken rice shop. But since I asked, it's great. You gave me, we're going. I, I, I won't put you down. I'll only ask, would you like to change? No. And next time when we finish eating, she still doesn't want to change. We gave her a new shop. Now she says she likes two shops. Okay, mm. great. I can avoid going to that shopping mall to avoid chicken rice shop. But at least we've swayed her a little bit. But again, that's me grooming her. <laughs> Literally. So I think what you say is absolutely right. If we do not give our child uh, a voice, we don't communicate with them. We don't tell them it's okay to talk to us about certain things. We don't uh, give them the option. We are not impartial. If we're there to judge every single thing they make and we call them things like stupid, why you don't know, I'm in this world for so long. Of course, I know this fellow is trying to cheat you. I think it's safer for you to hold hands and say, let's go and get cheated together. Mm. Yeah, so, so luckily you brought up the point because I think one of the things that as parents that we have to proactively do is we have to get to know their friends as well, but not to know their friends hmm. super intimate. They're like, no, you know, know all the private details, but hmm. you need to know who they're hanging out with. Hmm. All right. Okay. You hang out with this few people. It's, it's fine. It's fine. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to tell me what you guys are doing together. Just, you know, let me know if you're going out with them. Hmm. All right. Or, or, you know, so occasionally bring them up. And then when you find, when you find that she, or when you find that your child is bringing up a person's name, Mm. who you have never heard before, then maybe mm. that should be one of the red flags. Yeah. Say, hey, no. Then, then it's like, hey, you know, this person that you mentioned, I don't think they go to your school, you know, then where do you, how do yeah. you know them? Or yeah. I know them online or, that, yeah. or things like that. So it's mm. always good to know, to, to, to find out how your kid's day is. Right? Mm. So, ah, you know, at the end of the day, how's your day? You know, how are your friends doing? Do you have any mm. new friends in school? And mm. all this is not because you want to be nosy. You just want to know who they're hanging out with. Correct. Right. right. We just want and to look for consistency. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about consistency mm. and, and, and things like that. So find out who your kids are hanging out so that you can pick up red flags along the way. Mm. Yeah. One of the red flags also, if they say they don't give you names anymore, they say, oh, we'll hang out with the gang, hang out with the guys, uh, hang out with, with, with maybe a close friend. Then they say a close friend's friend. Yeah. That's also, again, another tiny red flag that you just want to pick up and just, um, just probe a little bit of details. Um, these are the finesse part that we need to find out. Um, however, again, uh, it, it's a very thin line between, I mean, as parents, we are going to get very emotional. We yeah, will. Definitely. Uh, safety and emotions, they will clash and it will always uh, be against what your, your kids want. So we need to have a certain amount of finesse to be able to, to know, to talk and, and to get them to, to trust you so that you can share um, those uh, details together. I think another one that also um, can happen is when, when we say we're not even going into the sexual parts yet. Uh, we're just talking about how parenting uh, could, could assist. Um, is if we are the type that puts down the child a lot and mm. you bash the child's confidence. Yeah. You, you, you bash them. If you're always comparing for, I'm not trying to say that we should do the whole new age thing whereby your child's always a winner and everyone deserves a prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. But, but if we keep bashing them, you know, you, you, as parents, sometimes we body shame kids and that's bad. True. You know, it's okay that's to right. just say once in a very blue moon. But if you say in a way, like sometimes my, my, my son is a bit overweight. So I, I poke fun of him. I admit. I just go, you're putting on some weight. And I will rub my own and say, actually, so am I. <laughs> We're in the same boat. We, we, we should just both cut down our, our snacks together. So I try to make it in such a way whereby 
even if I want to say him, I need to say about myself, then let's let's find a solution together. But if we keep bashing our kids, and it's very common, you know, you're not smart enough, you're too fat, you are um, too lazy, you are too something. Our expectations of them are very high, but we don't find a solution. Self-confidence get bashed. Oops, sorry. One of the things is to identify or to teach your kids to identify what are the signs of grooming, of child grooming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, one of the signs of the of, of child grooming. It means what would people say? All right, mm-hmm. the number one thing, mm-hmm. right? When they always, when 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 they, what they what they always usually mention when they want to start grooming you is compliments. You know, they'll compliment you on yes. all the small thing. You know, you have mm-hmm. nice hair, you dress very nicely, and stuff like that. You know, oh, oh, I I, I like that that profile photo of yourself. You know, you dress very nicely. You have a sweet smile. Right, mm-hmm. flattery. Now, flattery mm-hmm. is harmless. Right, we do mm-hmm. it all the time. Flattery mm. is harmless, but flattery is also used as a method to break down a barrier. Correct. So that I get to know them a little bit better. So mm. flattery, all right? So flattery is harmless and you should not reject flattery, of course, but get them to get, train your kids to understand flattery, mm. especially if you're not flattering them enough. As a parent, if you're not flattering them enough, you're not mm. encouraging them enough and someone gives them encouragement, and as, as you mentioned, you know, then their guard will be down much, much quicker. Yeah, so yeah. flattery works both sides. Give some, don't give too much. Otherwise, you'll be uh, giving them yeah. overconfidence. But yes. not giving at all, which I think some parents are, are quite strict about it because they said, oh, I don't want my kids to have big hit. We're not talking about them getting big hit. We're just saying, I think everyone likes to feel a bit yeah. appreciated, yeah. a bit loved. And if you don't, someone else is going to appreciate them for you. Yep. Yeah. Then the I think the problem. second thing that usually will happen after that is generally the predators will ask for very, seems like very simple, very innocuous and harmless things, but they'll probably mm. ask for photos. Mm. All right? Can you send me a quick photo of yourself? Of yourself mm. smiling, you know, or yourself in your best clothes, you know? They yeah. ask for simple things like this first. And yeah. usually it starts off like that, you know? I'll ask for very simple photos. Then mm. they will start asking, usually all these child predators will start asking for slightly more indecent photos, you know? Ask mm. you to, they will suggest, eh, maybe you should dress up like this or like that, mm. you know, you cut down on the shirt and stuff like that. Mm. So they will ask you to dress, dress more provocatively over time. Yep. So I think one of the things that we have to then let our kids know or, or educate our kids is whenever someone asks you for a photo, try not to give you a photo. Yes. Right. Step one, don't right? give. Step one, yeah. Don't give a photo. You know, mm. you ask them, why, why would you want a photo? We're just chatting online. Mm. Right. Do not ever give you a photo. Mm. Do not ever give your home address as well if you do not yep. know the person yeah right your home address or your or your or your phone number right mm. do not give it and mm. then another thing that i think the third step usually after the photos right then they'll ask can we meet up in person mm. or even yeah. video yeah or, or, or yeah let's let's do a quick video all right mm. let's do a quick video uh, you know, especially nowadays, it's, it's, it's very online. Let's, mm. let's do a quick video chat, yep. you know? Yep. And then, you know, uh, and then, you know, make sure you dress up and the video in, 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 in the clothes that, 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 that I told you to wear the last time, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think you have, we have to train our kids or we have to educate our kids that if someone mm. asks you to, to do that, you should yep. always say no. Correct. And I think I'm going to um, add on to that is that once they start talking to you, and sometimes kids know they're not supposed to talk to certain people. All right. Mm. Let's say a 14 year old is talking to a 20 year old or 25 year old. So, and they know the parents don't like it. 
Yep. So they've already collected this info. Okay. Oh, you've given a bit of a provocative uh, picture, you know, partial indecency, or you've taken a short video of yourself, whatever it is. Next thing that they will do is they will start to make it into a secret. Yep. So they'll tell you, oh, this is going to be our little secret. Or worse yet, they'll say, this secret is going to be blown out if you don't do more for me. True. That is very dangerous because that is when, um, and, and not just child, right? I would say even adults will fall into that because when that happens, you, you are fallen prey into a loop whereby you don't want to do anymore. Also, you can't because you're trapped. They will start saying, ah, I've got this picture. I'm going to circulate. I'm going to show the whole world uh, what you've been doing. Blackmail. Mm, unless you do more for me. So, this one is going to go beyond just child grooming. So even adults fall for that. What more if it's a child? True. What more if it's a child? It's a much, much higher uh, chance that, that uh, they will get into this trap much easier. They're much more gullible. Adults are already gullible. Imagine a child is even uh, yeah. more gullible than that. Exactly. And, and, and I think, again, if there was good communication between parents and child, when that happens... Let's say if that happens, we need to train a child to say that no matter what happens, no matter what you did wrong, short, even if you murdered someone, parents will always be there. <laughs> Seriously, exactly. parents will still be there. They will defend you. They will defend you even if you're wrong. They know it's wrong, but they will still try their best to defend you. So even right. if you've done something wrong, you, 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 the child needs to know that they will be defended. As parents we still need to give them the security. You've done something wrong, but let's solve it today first. Don't go and keep bashing them or don't come into a, a, a scenario whereby you are seen like you're not going to be part of the solution. In fact, you're going to add even more problem for the child. So then again, they, they, they will never come to you for, for help when, when this kind of things happen. Um, I think we're probably reading from the same place. The last one, mood swings. Well, this one, this one is classic. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. Um, where, where the predator starts to use mood swings. Mm. In, in Malay, it's called Marajo. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you don't want to do this for me. Oh, I'm already having a bad day and I feel like killing myself. And if you don't do this for me, one thing, you can't even make me smile. That's what it means by mood swings. You know, or, or, or they get angry. You know? You know, I, 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 I thought you meant something to me or I thought I meant something to you and yet you do this to me. Um, maybe what you say is not true after all. You are, you are just a liar. You, you are the same as the people that you don't like. See, a lot of it is emotional um, words and blackmail. Oops. Yep, totally right. Totally, totally right. So I think very importantly is um, the next question would be who, or I would say, um, who can be a sexual predator? You know, who are the potential sexual predators? And it can be, as you mentioned, you know, online people that mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't know, strangers. It also can be people that you know, right? Can be mm -hmm. even something as close as family members. And I've seen mm -hmm. with my own eyes when I used to work in hospitals, you know, um, whereby the... Whereby the person that is sexually abusing the child is the child's close cousin, uncle, can even be their parents. Wow. wow. Yeah. And I've, 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 we've 
I've seen in person in Klang mm. Hospital. So mm. do not discount that people close to you can also be potentially grooming your child because they have the easiest access to your child. Mm-hmm. They see mm-hmm. your child regularly. They, they you know if your child has a has a handphone, they know your child's phone number. So don't do please don't discount them as potential sexual predators as well. Mm-hmm. So I think all boils down right to the most important thing is you have to prepare your child for it. If your child is going to go online, mm-hmm. you have to prep them for it. That you know, I'm giving you the freedom to explore certain things within certain boundaries. But mm-hmm. do know that within these boundaries, there is still danger. Yes. There is still danger. Yes. You know? So be careful. You know, these are the signs. These are the danger signs. And when you see the danger signs, please come to us. You know, please come to your parents. Mm-hmm. Let us help you identify whether the danger signs are right or wrong. And mm-hmm. really, whether it's really dangerous or is harmless. Mm-hmm. So, so prep them, let them know. Because... I think like it or not, if you want to hold your, your, your kids back from going online, eventually they will go online. They will. They will find If a way. it's not the age of 5 or 10, they, they're going to go online at the age of 18. Yes. Same thing yes. as well. And yeah. if you don't prep them early at the age mm. of 18, 19, when they go online, they're as defenseless as a child. Correct. Correct. And that also, you know, bad things can happen then. So my age, start them when they're much prep younger. Early. Start early. Yeah. You know, because again, when you reinforce early on, as early as possible, it is then part of their, their part of their, yeah, their, their education. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's part of the top process, really. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's like t- teaching the kids you know, to always wash their hands after going to the toilet. After a while, right, they automatically wash their hands, even though mm. they don't understand why. You know, they just automatically wash their hands. That's it. Mm. So you just keep reinforcing it into them and so that the next time they go online, they know they already have all these defenses in front of them. And so it will actually reduce the risk of yep. your child being exposed to or to grooming. Okay. One more thing I just want to add before we close up uh, this week on, on child grooming. So guys, we're talking about child grooming and the dangers of it and how we want to help prevent. So one of the things that uh, can also uh, occur is uh, your child might show you photos or videos of their friend and say, see, it's, an harmless, it's a harmless person. It's a real person. Mm. It's, not, it's not, you know, we're having conversation. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to screen share this because this is freaky. And we're just going to watch like 10 seconds of it. Mm. Okay. Right. So see this, see this, yep. see this. These are all yep. called live filter. <laughs> live filter. Oh my God. You know, live filter. Uh, oh, this one, never mind. This one, this one was actually voice. Oh, this is uh, this is uh, heaven and earth, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, 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 this one, the guy on the right is some old uncle who thinks he's chatting with a very pretty girl. Ah, and halfway through, the pretty girl's voice filter voice goes down, went off. So, from her squeaky, okay. girly, girly voice, it became a manly voice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's scary it's, yeah it's, yeah and and yeah and and as and as, as you mentioned you know with with technology it's much easier to do all this stuff so hence that's why i think it's really important that that uh that we highlight all these uh, issues that child that child grooming happens and you have to be careful everyone has to has to really really beware uh, it's not that the world is getting more dangerous and i've mm-hmm. i've always heard that the world is getting becoming a more dangerous place it's not becoming a more dangerous place it's mm-hmm. just that 
now a lot of things are easily accessible. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of technologies are more easily accessible. So perpetrators and predators have have um have easy access. Uh, Easy access to a lot mm. of things, all right, right. right? So because of that, you have to really, really be careful. Yeah. Um, since we're on this topic of child grooming and uh, and uh, child sexual abuse and all, mm. do you know that last week, hmm. R. Kelly, the famous huh. singer, Aaron I believe I can fly. R. Kelly, yeah. yeah. So he's been in and out of court for yes. sexual abuse, child sexual yes. abuse. Last week, he was um, sentenced to 47 years in jail. Oh, finally. For child grooming, uh, child abuse, and uh, distribution of uh, of pornography, because he had he filmed himself having sexual relations with a fourteen year old girl, who was his mentee. He was the mentor. Ah, right. Yeah. No so more again, excuses. Child grooming can be that. In mm. people in people in in position of power can. Mm-hmm. Always groom your child, especially if you trust them. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's not gonna do he's not gonna do anything. He's someone or she is someone uh trusted by the community and looked highly upon. Mm-hmm. Be careful, mm-hmm. anyone can anyone could be a, a sexual predator and a child groomer. Correct, correct. And a lot of times they unfortunately they don't really change very far. R. Kelly's case has been around, I think, for the last 20 years. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Last 20 years. But the previous ones, he could always say, I didn't know her age. Yeah. Because it was like random fans or whoever. Yeah. But if you are grooming or, or you're coaching someone, you're the mentor, there's no excuse anymore. You will know the yeah. age of someone that you are coaching. So finally, he 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 allowed himself to be caught up with it. So, yes, so right. his, habit, his habits just became an addiction. So... Yeah. Be careful um, for parents out there, for even uh, adults, be careful. Just because we're saying it's a child grooming uh, alert, it doesn't mean that you can't be groomed also as an adult. You can yes, be groomed through right. enough flattery, enough attention, enough photographs passing back and forth, enough fake videos going on. You can also fall prey to, to such kind of scams or, or grooming uh, issues. So please be vigilant about that. All right, so um, we're going to end this week's um, topic on the Two Dogs podcast. We are talking about child grooming. Hope you guys found this useful and at least an eye-opener for you to be extra careful um, with your children, uh, especially when they are doing online. And even as adults, if you're listening in, also for your own safety and also for your older uh, acquaintances' safety. Okay, so um, we're signing off this week. I'm Dr. Ellie here. And I'm Dr. Inky and have a great weekend ahead. Have a great weekend.